everybody. Welcome to another episode. I'm Matt. I'm Mandy. And this is another episode. We are uh, <laughs> super excited to have in the studio with us today, Garrett Elzinga and Mike Logan, everybody. Hey. hey. I'm, Ooh, welcome. I'm Garrett. I'm Mike. Hey, guys. Uh, <laughs> I almost just did our intro. <laughs> I know you did. <laughs> they are, uh, you guys are both uh, podcasters in your own right and uh, also comedians. My own left. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Zingaridoo. Oh. Guys, uh, <clears throat> we are here to uh, discuss, talk about, and focus on the 1993 classic film Groundhog Day with Bill Murray. So thank you guys so much for coming out for the first episode. Super excited to get into it. Uh, so let's get started. Huh? Sounds yeah. Good. Yes, sir. Okay. So before we get started with the rest of these guys listening in, we want to make sure we tell everyone. Uh, now would be a great time to stop listening, go watch the movie, and come back so we don't spoil anything for you from this 25-year-old movie. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> and you're back. Okay, thanks, guys. It was a great movie. We all uh, love our lives. Thanks. Uh, we laughed. We cried. We <laughs> did other things. <laughs> we ate a lot of food. Hey, hey, hey. And we all thought, right. what happened to Andy McDowell? <laughs> <laughs> so I want to jump right in, guys, and find out when... Uh, before I made you watch this movie for the podcast, when was your last experience with this film? Probably like, I think, it, nope, this past Groundhog Day, I watched it. Actually. Did you? Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I tend to watch it whenever it's on. I love that movie. It's such <laughs> a good movie. I think it'd been like two years for me. Two years. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Still pretty fresh, though. Yeah. yeah. All yeah. right. Uh, love, love this classic. It's a really funny movie. <laughs> nice. It All is. Right. That's good, good, good. All right. Uh, so we, uh, we're not going to describe the whole thing in detail, but we do want to give the listeners a little hint of what the movie's about, just in case they haven't heard it already or watched it already. So we're going to step in here and give a little synopsis of the film by Bill Murray as Phil Connors himself here. Rita, I'm reliving the same day over and over. Groundhog Day. Today. Okay, I'm waiting for the punchline. No, really, this is the third time. It's like yesterday never happened. I am racking my brain, but I can't even begin to imagine why you'd make up something like this. I'm not making it up. I am asking you for help. Okay, what do you want me to do? I don't know. <laughs> All right, so that's that's basically the film. Remember just, when Bill Murray used to try? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when Andy McDowell was there? It's so weird that she was like a sex symbol for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I is. was into her in the nineties. Yeah, I. She, she, wasn't she in Michael? Was that the? She uh, was. With, yeah, uh, with John, John Travolta. Travolta. Yeah. Angel. Yeah. And that was the last movie that she did. She no, was, uh, she was in Magic Mike XXL. She what? was. Yes, she I played like those like a hot cougar woman. Yeah, I can see that. I'm yeah. sure she's still gorgeous. I just haven't seen her since '96. Yeah. She was. Uh, she was a L'Oreal girl for a long time. Yep. She was one of their spokespeople. The more attractive Andy McDowell gets, the more old Bill Murray gets. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> and he wasn't that. He wasn't that great to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> Although the first time well, you see her in this movie, she's doing that goofy thing in front of the blue screen where she's like, she's wearing a blue coat. <laughs> Uh-huh. And she's just dancing back like and she'd forth. never done it before. Yeah. She's a producer at a, at a news station and she's never seen a, a green screen or blue screen. Yeah, before. Well, it was like, 93. Maybe she <laughs> was a new addition. <laughs> it was. Yeah. Affirmative action. That's the only reason they hired a woman. <laughs> Especially in 93. Yeah. Chris Elliott originally had her role. And, uh, <laughs> Chris. Uh, <laughs> 
Like, right? you know, you'd be Which the is cameraman. funny because I actually think Chris Elliott's better looking than Andy McDowell. <laughs> what? <laughs> Jesus. That is so far so, from the truth. No. Got hot takes from Mandy over there. I can't help it. She's so ugly. What? <laughs> I think she's attractive. I, I did too, yeah. Her teeth are horrible. Well, I can't His, talk. Chris Elliott's teeth are terrible. <laughs> Chris okay. Elliott's whole face is terrible. <laughs> Chris, the back of Chris Elliott's head looks like the front of Bill Murray's face. <laughs> <laughs> Just a bunch of divots. <laughs> yes. I, I didn't know you could get acne on the back of your head. Yeah, he figured it out. <laughs> oh, boy. We're just we're just throwing everyone through the mud. Yeah, so this movie's awful. <laughs> Full of ugly people. Yeah. Well, I think that's kind of the, the point there. They they choose um Bill Murray uh to be like the everyman. He's like a he's just an average dude cuz they I mean they're in Punxsutawney uh and they got to kind of start with a low bar with with Bill Murray and what better place to do it is in some shit ass town in the middle of Pennsylvania. Uh Nobody else in this movie is any more attractive than Bill Murray. None of the male characters are any better to look at. There's like I don't know that Ned Ryerson. Yeah, oh. <laughs> old Steven Toblowski shows up. There's the the chubby guy at the top of the stairs. Yep. There's the the two drunks in town that nobody seems to care about anymore. Yep. That's I mean, there's really not a lot to the look old, at there. The old lady that uh, manages the bed and breakfast. Bed and breakfast. Is that yep. what it was? Yeah. yeah. Yep. She's the old lady that bids on Chris Elliott at the yeah. auction. Yeah. Oh boy. Two bits. Yeah. The two ladies from the 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 car that had the flat tire. From the so motor it club, all comes ladies. full circle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so in this film, Bill Murray is uh, Phil Connors, and he's a weatherman at a uh, news station in Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, yeah. totally. Philadelphia. major Pittsburgh. major market, uh, Pittsburgh. There you go. Pittsburgh, and uh, so we meet uh, Bill Murray for the very first time as the weatherman. So let's take a listen to that real quick, and this will give you a little handle on what he uh, what he does for a living and how he treats his job. He's not really into it. Somebody asked me today, Phil, if you could be anywhere in the world, where would you like to be? I bet and he said, said Punxsutawney. Probably yeah. right here. Alco, Nevada. Oh, Our nation's Alco, high Nevada. at 79 today. Out in California, they're going to have some warm weather tomorrow, gang wars, and some very overpriced real estate. <laughs> Up yeah, in the Pacific Northwest, it. as you can see, they're going to have some very, very tall trees. He gang wars. He, could, <laughs> he couldn't give two shits about that no. job. Right. He had that other job lined up. Kind of like how he doesn't give two shits about his acting roles anymore. Come on, guys. Hey, <laughs> come on. Just kidding. He's fine. Yeah. I don't know. I think he's been pretty consistent in the last. I couple just of feel movies like he he, he he he's Saint, Saint he, Vincent. He falls in a range of three actors for me. It's Jeff Goldblum. Uh, uh, Christopher Walken and Bill Murray, and those are three actors who just play themselves now. Wow, what yeah. about De Niro? And they, mm-hmm. Well, De Niro just does anything. Like he doesn't. Pacino. He just needs to cash checks. Uh, yeah. Pacino. I think Pacino's. He's been taking pretty good roles recently. He hasn't taken a lot recently. Mm. I mean, he was in that Jack Kevorkian documentary on HBO. He was very good. Yeah, that. any HBO thing? Because didn't he do like Angels and something? He did a couple of things for HBO. <laughs> I saw Angels and. Something. I almost said <laughs> Angels and Airwaves, and I'm like, well, that's a band. That's, that's a band. Angels and Airwaves. <laughs> Wasn't that um the Blink Twenty Two guy? Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah, but those three. I mean, they're they're just as entertaining as themselves as when they're trying. Yeah. So I think it works out. But right? I feel like their best work is when they were before they were like known for being them. Sure. Like Jeff Goldblum's best work, in my opinion, was like The Fly and the First Jurassic Park. Mm. Yeah. And I think that he was. This was before he was like uh, very uh, yeah, exactly, interesting yeah, guy. That's exactly <laughs> um, what he's like too. And then Christopher Walken's best stuff was like the Deer Hunter. Um, uh, Joe Dirt. 
I think Chris Walker's I think Christopher Walken's best thing was the Dear Andrea. Yeah. But I mean like it was before he was Christopher Walken on right. screen. And I yeah. think Bill Murray's best stuff was in the eighties and early nineties. And now he's just like if he's in a Wes Anderson movie, it's just Bill Murray in a Wes Anderson movie. Mm. If so he's how, in, how does this movie rate then with his what you know, his best stuff? I think this is some of his best stuff. But yeah. he's just Bill Murray to me in this movie. I sure. mean he's he's got that sarcastic every man like doesn't really care about the world mentality yeah. which is kind of was his shtick in the 80s whereas well, i feel like now he's just like a grumpy old guy yeah but i i would say scrooge and groundhog day are like examples of that starting to happen like because he's way different in caddyshack i think yeah. that was Yo, well, he's the character in caddyshack yeah yeah, right? yeah. yeah. but then like once he i think got caddyshack out is of, his best work in my opinion sure he's got that going for him yeah which <laughs> is pretty nice yeah so once he gets out of that character i think that he becomes bill murray like he's the same on screen and so are we just I saying like right now that same. bill murray isn't a great actor <laughs> no i think i think you can translate who you are into the character that you're playing even if it's just like a different yeah but i mean i think there's a fine line between translating who you are and just being yourself would you screen. say that it's lost in translation oh, oh <laughs> i'm the greatest of all time <laughs> That was pretty good. I took my, I took my headphones off. So that I was how loud it was. It was that good? You moved, no, it was pretty loud. It was a huge. You moved huge your mouth away from the mic. It was almost like you whispered something we couldn't hear. Oh. And uh, the commentary on the movie, Harold Ramis even says that Bill is like evil, evil Phil and and good Phil, and he pretty much is in real life. Mm. Evil and, uh, Evil Bill and yes, Good Bill. Exactly. I imagine he's not easy to work with, Bill Murray. Uh, he mentions in the commentary quite a few times about how, yeah, he was mad at me in the shower scene and he wouldn't get out of the shower and things like that. So yeah, I can imagine. I gotta watch this with the commentary on. I've it never seen the so commentary. Good. I, yeah, it's, it's pretty. Good. Yeah, it's pretty good. I'm a good. I'm a big fan of commentary I am tracks. Too. Yeah. Scott Pilgrim vs. the World has the best commentary track because it has eight separate commentary tracks. Oh, oh Jesus. Yeah. I love the Anchorman one. You ever listen to that one? No. Yes. Adam, they, Adam McKay and they Will Ferrell. do not discuss the film at all. Not at all. Will Ferrell pretends to have a concussion, and yep. then Adam McKay just keeps telling him, just go to sleep. Go to sleep. <laughs> and Will Ferrell's like, I don't know if I should do that. Wedding Crashers is a good one. They've got a good commentary yeah. track. Uh, half of it is just Owen Wilson's dog barking. <laughs> it's just like, well, if you want to know what we're doing right now, we're sitting here. I'm eating some carrots and some ranch dip. <laughs> then a dog walks in. All right, guys, I want to get right into the meat of this. How did you, uh, uh, what, what was your opinion on the film? Uh, I, I love this movie. I really okay. enjoyed it. Yeah, I really enjoyed the movie. I think, I think it has a good message. I think, um, it's entertaining. I think it's funny. Okay. I think it hits all the good, hits all the good feels. It's a very feel good movie. It is. Sure. It also explores like the dark side of this whole thing, but not too dark. Yeah, like, like cut, he tries to kill himself a couple times. Yeah, they yeah. cut out like things that other things that he could do, like murdering and yeah. torture sure. or whatever. So my question out. is then, do you think that happened? No, it was a PG movie. They had to cut mm-hmm. it out for that sake. But uh, as a person, what we know of Phil Connors, do you think that he went that route? I'm sure people died. I'm sure people, terrible things happened in this town. Do you think yeah. that's the case based on him? Well, how he, we did, know him? he did rob that armored truck, but he also saved that kid out of the tree. So... Yeah, they were far removed, though. I think it took him several... Okay, so He's here's doing the thing. it for like 10 years, isn't he? Okay. Eight years, eight months, and 16 days. Uh, <laughs> where, where are you getting... Thanks, Reddit. Where are you getting that number? <laughs> um, that I actually just Googled it because I remembered it from a Reddit story. Okay. <laughs> where somebody calculated, like, based on... Oh, what was the reasoning behind well, it? It's, it's based on a bunch of different... Right, like, it's calculating how long it would take for him to learn yeah, all well, of those things that he has to learn in the like film. Like piano and all He learns the piano, speaks French, he... Uh, he learns sculpt- about every single person in the town. Ice sculpting, yeah. all that other stuff, right? And he yeah. mentions seeing the movie Heidi 2 over a hundred times 
So all of that stuff piled up together had to equal an amount. And somebody went through the trouble to figure out what that roughly would be based on like the 10,000 hours rule of learning how to do something Mm -hmm. and then kind of piled it up on top of each other. But in reality, the film was written uh, with the time span of the loop being somewhere around 10,000 years was yeah, what the intentions was... of the, the time loop to be. Yeah. Um, to be horrifying. Yeah. And they figured. People they, couldn't handle that. Yeah. It's like they Dr. Would, Strange level-ish. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't, they didn't reference that directly because there's no way that we'd wrap our minds around mm-hmm. it. Yeah. It wouldn't make sense for the public watching this movie to think that this guy's been stuck here for that long. And also if 10,000 years, he would be an expert at everything. Yeah. Well, I mean, everything within reason, like within proximity to right. yeah. Punxsutawney. Like I he'd mean, be able to do anything. Yeah. I think that's the worst part about it is that he can't leave that town. Sure. Yeah. What? Um, yeah. He's, he's and it's trapped. winter. Yep, he's he doesn't get a winter. hot shower. Yep. I mean, you yeah. never. I, mean, I never really, even thought about that. Yeah. yeah. There's no fucking Every Wi-Fi. time he gets in, it's cold. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, except yeah, when he throws Wi-Fi. the stove in, or the the, uh, the toaster, toaster. Yeah. <laughs> stove. When the when the truck it. blows up, Chris yeah. Elliott's like, he might be okay. <laughs> that's Not the now. warmest. That's the warmest he was the whole time. He was inside what that if, burning truck. I mean, what if he just didn't sleep? What would happen then? What if he just stayed up? I think he tries that. It resets. Yeah. yeah well, because resets to him. Like, we don't no. see okay. it reset. Obviously, we don't see it on screen, but we see yeah. him like staring at the clock, and then it flips to six, and he's back in it. That's again. right. Do you think okay. he's tired, like he hasn't slept, or do you think he feels rejuvenated, like he did the morning? I would assume he wakes up as if he would have woken up that morning, yeah. so as slept as possible, oh. as like ready to go, because everything physically resets. So you really wouldn't have to sleep, right? Right. I don't think you have to eat. Maybe, oh, maybe he's only did it for five years because that cuts it in half if you don't have to sleep. There That's you go. True. Yeah, he's doing everything twice. But <laughs> um, so there's the the time loop that keeps recurring. Uh, what's your view on that whole um bit for the movie? Like the that premise is that. It's a, I, I think that that premise is fantastic. I think greatest, that's what yeah. makes it classic. You have a great idea and then everything else surrounding it mm-hmm. makes it the classic. I, I just watched a movie the other day called um, Happy Groundhog Death Day. Day. Oh, okay. okay. Um, my daughter Day. made me watch it because uh, she's seven and has no taste. Mm-hmm. And um, It's the same thing. It is. It's a girl who relives her death over and over and over, oh, over and over yeah. again. And it's probably, the I think, maybe the fourth or fifth movie that I've seen have the same premise as Groundhog Day, which mm-hmm. tells you that Groundhog Day yeah. is a great concept. Right. Because, yep. I mean, people rip it off all the time. <laughs> sure. And that's like the makings of, like, I mean, The Matrix set the, set the bar for, like, action films in the early mm-hmm. 2000s. John Wick has now set the bar again for... So oh, I feel like yes. Keanu Reeves is a, a common thread here. Yeah. But I feel like if a movie has the ability to just influence an entire genre of film, then it's doing something right. Sure. And Groundhog Day, I think, did a lot of things right. I think it, it pushed that premise along i think the the basic premise is was set even in his own film in scrooged he watched himself live a different version of his own life yeah until he got it right you know basically he learns how to do it right by watching what happens without himself you know what i mean so was there another bill murray movie like that like uh, is there like a, a loop a trilogy of loop movies i don't know i think it's those two was he yeah. in looper <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Joseph Gordon-Levitt played him, too. <laughs> that was the big twist. After, I'd rather after see, credits. I'd rather see Bill Murray than Bruce Willis. The twist Bruce, was... The Bruce ki- Willis is a perfect example of someone who walks through movies. Oh, he does not care anymore. Not at all. He is I think Bill now. Murray cares more than Bruce Willis. That's who the actor I was thinking of. Oh, there yeah. you go. Yeah, right. Bruce Willis is really bad all of a sudden. Uh, so if you could choose a different character to play Bill Murray, you know, play Phil Connors, other than Bill Murray, who would you pick? It could be from the 80s or like... It could be remade now. Let's Andy McDowell. <laughs> <laughs> Let's play it as the from the early nineties. Tom Hanks. 
Okay. Do he you was know? in the running. Yeah. Did I you think know 90s Tom Hanks. Oh, really? He was one of the prospective. Yep. Oh, O'Connors. I should be a fucking casting director. Harold Ramis <laughs> said no because he's too nice. Yeah. No one would believe the opposite. You yeah, have to he's think kinda, he's a dirt He's kind of dickish in the burbs. Yeah. yeah, yeah but he's Turner still, and Hooch. Yeah. yeah he's kind of dick. He can play dickish. Yeah. But also, at the, I mean, that was and the League same. League of Their Own. He's smart. Oh, he was an asshole. Oh, toy, toy Story. He's just a fucking prick. He is the biggest cunt in Toy Story. Buzz no, Lightyear's just trying to save the universe. Nobody ever talks about how much of an asshole Woody really Woody is. Woody is really a piece <laughs> of All shit. that kid next door is trying to do is just play with the goddamn right. toys, and they just keep throwing a fucking so wrench in it. So play nice. Now that kid's traumatized, becomes a garbage man. That's yeah. <laughs> <Yeah, it's> true. <laughs> it's the butterfly effect. Right? So now, what if we what if we recast it now? What if they do a remake? Uh, you know, oh, Scarlett Johansson will play every part. <laughs> <laughs> Topical. <laughs> what do you think? I don't know. I'm uh, Catherine Keener is an Annie McDowell's character. Maybe I feel like that's the same no, kind of. She's I think too she's, old. She's too old. No offense, but uh-huh. uh, Chris Pratt. I love Chris. Pratt. There you go. Yes, I, I love Chris love Pratt. To see him play this. Oh, role. that'd be good. watching him wake up every morning and not yes. know what the hell's oh, happening. I'm, yeah. I'm already picturing him thrashing around and bed angry about it. Yeah. I'd be so me good too at with it. his shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> We, we have to plug. We got to get doughy Chris Pratt again. Yeah, we yeah, got to get doughy Chris Pratt. <laughs> yeah, he's not the everyman. Who would who would uh, Chris Elliott uh, be played by? Oh man, Bill Murray. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Murray. Uh, Bill Murray now. Oh god, he would never. Steven Tobolowski never... would still be his yeah. character. Yes, he he still looks the same. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> Phil. Phil Connor. Hey, Phil. <laughs> I love the thanks for watching. Like that's his go-to for everyone yeah. he meets. <laughs> I think my favorite one is the one where he just keeps walking. He's like chasing him, yeah. still talk, <laughs> saying all the dialogue. After he shoves him, <laughs> it's the greatest of all time. Uh, so yeah, Ned uh, Ned Ryerson shows up. That's another uh, point in the movie that shows the passing of time. He's like a nice uh, way for the audience to realize what exactly is happening. If you were a little slow and didn't realize what was going on. You can see that he's, uh, you know, reliving that same day just based on the characters he runs into. There's the guy at the top of the stairs and then the innkeeper obviously mm-hmm. is totally perplexed by what's happening. But uh, Ned really hammers it home. He's the uh, annoying part of yes. his day that keeps happening over and over again. You actually don't want to hear that again. Right. Like, you know, Phil has to hear it every day. Yeah, but you watch it. out for that first step. It's, <laughs> it's a, a doozy. doozy. <laughs> it's the uh, worst. It's so the worst. <laughs> and you feel like that happens all of the time in the movie, you're like, God, I can't handle hearing that over and over yes. and over again. But it only happens at one time, and it's the worst. But, no. uh, well, he steps in the puddle a bunch of times, but anyhow. He, he, <laughs> says, he, that, he says it more he says than that once. Line yeah, like he three times, I think. Yeah. What? Yeah. 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 Cool. I and then I've um, seen this a the bunch of times. the song, like the I Got You Babe, is horrible oh. to have to hear over yeah. and over again. Uh, that song <laughs> is horrible to have to hear once. <laughs> Do you guys, uh, no names. Do you guys have uh, a Ned Ryerson in your life? Every time you see the person, that can we yes. name names? I mean, if you want, <laughs> if you want to, I mean, I have many. But yeah. Yes, Keith Davy. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'll sorry, Keith. Names. I'll get it. <laughs> there, there's a lot of people where you're just like, oh, please, like you want to leave. You ever have it where you want to leave and you say, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving. So mm-hmm. I'll shake your hand and then they just keep talking. I right. would, but that person usually ends up at my house unannounced. Oh, I'm just like, fuck, I live about. here. I can't leave. Yeah. <laughs> 
or the Pennsylvania polka that gets that played keeps a lot. Through. Through. Yeah. And pick up your feet. <laughs> the Pennsylvania <laughs> polka. Yeah, like that's, that's fun for us right now. But if you had to hear it every day for ten thousand years, God, I you imagine would... polka music for ten thousand no. years. <laughs> no, jeez. I don't know what's worse, that or Eternal Winter. Yeah. If if I had to hear polka polka uh, music for ten thousand years, I would easily ask Dormammu to kill me ten thousand times. Yes, <laughs> Dormammu, I've come to bargain. Come to bargains. Turn off the fucking polka. <laughs> Um, so what do you guys think caused the, the time loop? Is there a specific moment that happened? Or? Wasn't there a storm, an electrical storm? Like a storm when they were... Um, yeah, just, just the, a the blizzard. blizzard came through. They, but. There was an explanation to it in like the, the I think, screenplay. Okay. But I, they didn't translate it to the movie. I think it's just this kind of, it just happened. Yeah, yeah. Harold Ramis redid a bunch of stuff that it was originally supposed to start in the middle of the um, yes. in the middle where yep. Ned Ryerson came up and then... Yeah. yeah, it was it was a voiceover during the the heist during the oh, bank the robbery punch, when he punches Ned Ryerson and then he's like, "I'm going to explain to you in a little bit why I did that. why I've done this." Yeah, so uh, yeah, that would have been terrible. I they, like this a lot. More. Yeah, you get to experience yeah. it along with him and figure out what the hell's happening as he Watch does. His reaction. Yeah. If you're in the middle of it, you could lose all that fun. Like you lose him yeah, being it's... the way he was, so yeah. you don't know why it happened to him. This way, it gives a bit of an explanation. He's kind of a dick, but he's not like the worst. Like he's not like a terrible, terrible person. It's not Scrooge. He is the worst person of all time in Scrooge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> of all time. <laughs> <laughs> I sighed and looked at Mike. Like you know what the fuck I meant. <laughs> I mean, he's an asshole. He's pretty bad. I mean, doesn't that one guy shoot up like the fucking uh, news station? Yeah, the guy. Yeah, what's his yeah, name? Yeah, because Bobcat. Bobcat Goldthwait. Because he fired him because he s- gave him a suggestion for this. I don't want to go back to drinking. Man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, Bill Murray is the worst. His character, Bobcat Goldthwait's heel turn in that movie is so good. <laughs> he's a good guy though. He's he's basically like he's a heel to, by the end. He's I trying mean, to kill Bill Murray. He doesn't kill anybody else. Yeah, well, Bill Murray's the, ant- the protagonist. It, yeah. Bill Murray, you should watch Scrooge again. I mean, like, he's I'm an anti-hero. He's an anti-hero, definitely. <laughs> By the end, he's clearly the hero. He picks up the black kid. So you guys will be coming back for our takes. Christmas all edition all of Scrooge. All it takes for me. <laughs> yeah, we look, if you, look, if you pick up, if you hold up one mute black kid in a film, you're my hero. <laughs> <laughs> I better get right in this script then. <laughs> That's yeah. how you make those that Tyler Perry money, right? <laughs> So here's an example of Phil being mean, which it's not very mean, and I don't understand why this happens to him. I get it. He's a dick, but it could have been literally anybody else in this town it happened to. Why him? I don't understand, but this is him kind of being mean. Someday somebody's going to see me interviewing a ground. I think I don't have a future. I think it's a nice story. Comes out. He looks around. He wrinkles up his little nose. He sees his shadow. He doesn't see his shadow. It's nice. People like it. Are new, aren't you? You know, people like blood sausage too. People are morons. Nice attitude. I mean, he's right, <laughs> but that to me seems like uh, just a ugh, you know. Yeah, it's more it, of he's not a dick. Per he just se. he just right. feels like he's not where he should yeah, be in he's his life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I Very eccentric, but yeah, he's just spinning his wheels. He's trying to yeah. He's just tired of his life, and that's what does this to him. As far as I'm concerned, I don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense to me. There's, I need there to be a reason. Like that's the the part where this film falls flat for me is that there's no like there's no villain. There's nobody that did this to him. It's him, curse. It's himself. Well, like, this movie were I made think... in 2018. Just be a white male, and then <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it would just be white a, male. yeah, and then yeah. boom, people would be like, oh, we can hate that guy. <laughs> I think I think the reason it works for me for him is just like 
all that the whole goal of the movie is is to make him realize that he is very self-centered sure and you can tell that from just that conversation well i don't think That's it's just, all he's thinking about is just himself all the time i don't think it's just that i think a lot of it has to do with just appreciating where you are in life as well because i mean the idea is he's stuck in this town that he doesn't want to be in he thinks there's no value there he thinks his career has no value because he's there mm-hmm. but by the end of it he appreciates all the little things the people's uh different extremities um the different <laughs> all, all their the arms and legs <laughs> But I mean, he appreciates. Um, he, pre- he, he appreciates appreci- everything about this. <laughs> good, good call. All yeah. their phalanges. He appreciates all the fingers and toes of everybody. But the idea is like to find, um, to find you can find happiness anywhere inside yourself. You yeah. yeah. Like so the whole idea. Content. That's how I feel too. Is making the best of what you have. Like that's kind yeah. of a, a bummer. Finding if you look- happiness. He's obviously miserable in his life. That's why he's such a dick all the time. Right. Like, he actually finds happiness in this small town that he originally hates. You know? Oh, you mean like Doc Hollywood? Yes! <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! Exactly! Only that one's warm and they pee outside a lot. <laughs> I remember, I really remember a doctor recommending Coke in, for a stomachache yes, in that stomach movie. Ache. And yeah, I'm like, that doesn't make any Coke. sense. <laughs> well, the guy's like 110. So. Have a Coke. There's, there's Coke in it. <laughs> Uh, all right, so here is the uh, we're gonna show or show we're gonna play a clip of the first uh, newscast from uh, Gobbler's Knob. Here, feel free to talk God, over this. Gobbler's the, Knob, the gayest name for a city. <laughs> Once a year, the eyes of the nation turn to this tiny hamlet in western Pennsylvania to watch a master at work. To me, he's kind of phoning this in, too. Yeah, he is. The world's so most famous weatherman. I feel like if you weren't perceptive of like social cues, you wouldn't even know that he's being sarcastic. Spring. Like an old person watching this be like, he so seems to be ourselves today is, does Phil feel lucky? Then it's the same old shtick every Phil? day. Phil? comes out with a big stick and raps on the door. They pull the little rat out. I love that he's saying this on the air. The rat talks back, and then they tell us what's going to happen. <laughs> so yeah i mean you can tell obviously he doesn't want to be there so that's all part of it too i think he's yeah. just a real mm-hmm. dick about everything he uh i like it during the countdown for the camera he's like on me on three and he does the one he goes the one two and then the, and the flip the, off, the flip off to the camera yeah that's exciting yeah <laughs> just a real real asshole he's just not fun to be around he'd be right. like someone i'm like i don't want to hang around no, i can think of people suck. in my life like him that i don't want to yes. be around i feel like all right we'll stop through the podcast <laughs> I feel like the message for this movie, though, is just if you're nice to people, they'll be nice to you. Like, I just I don't know. The more I watch this movie, because before we decided to do this as a podcast. Yeah. uh, I watched this movie probably three or four times just to, you know, take notes on it and figure out what the hell we wanted to do and how we wanted to approach this. You hate this movie now, don't you? I kind of do. I I, when I started it the first time, I thought the movie was charming and fun. And uh, I, you know, waited for the ending and the ending really bothers me a lot. And we'll get to that eventually. But. Um, the movie itself, though, what, when it started out as charming, has now turned into this like mediocre version of like oh, just be nice to everybody and it's gonna be okay. Or you mean like millennials? There you go. I actually love it still, but yeah, I like the romance of it and the cheesiness. Like I totally dig that. I sure. like happy endings. Like I'm good with it. I love happy endings. <laughs> <laughs> Different kind of happy ending. Oh, I'm at the TV show. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so shortly after the. First broadcast, um, the mayor of the town shows up. You guys know who that is, right? Buster. Brian Doyle Murray. Oh, yeah, yeah. Brian Doyle Murray. It's his brother. It's Bill Murray's Ask brother. Victor says what? <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. I forgot he was in Wayne's World. Yeah. yeah. Yes. What? Shows up in a bunch of stuff. He was with him. says what? <laughs> with him in uh, Caddyshack, he showed up. I had no idea it was his brother uh, yeah. until I was watching. Wait, that guy's 
whose brother? Bill, Bill Murray's, Murray's brother. brother. Buster? Really? Yeah. yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. yeah. Now, next time you see him, you'll you'll definitely see it. It's hard to not notice it. His now. older brother, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah. He's one brother. There's he, Bill is the third or the fourth, and he's the third or second. There's six Something of them total. Yeah. There's six Murray brothers. Um, Joel Murray. Uh, did you see um, Shameless or Mad Men? Mad Men. I watched Mad Men for a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's the one that has the drinking problem. I mean, they all have <laughs> drinking problems. <laughs> he gets fired. Um, he's the like, pudgier dude. Pudgier, yeah. And he and I think Peggy gets his office or something. Oh, I only got to like season two. Oh, okay. Well, anyways. I didn't know Peggy gets someone's off. Oh, I'm sorry. Spoiler alert. (laughs) (laughs) All of the Murray brothers have a bit of a career. I did not know that that was Bill Murray's brother. Yeah. He was in um, Christmas Vacation. Yeah. He's Mr. Shirley in Christmas Vacation. And that's when I realized it was him. I noticed that it was Bill Murray's brother there. Uh, But he's got a super distinctive voice. Very, very particular. And here's just an example of that. This February 2nd, at 7.20 and 30 seconds, Punk's Yeah, now that you know, you're going to look at him and be like, oh, yeah. That it's is clearly so obvious now. He's a Murray, no question. Yeah, we get it. There's more. Oh, okay. more, more winter. Yeah. Emerge reluctantly, but worse. alertly. I really? Like I love it. it. I do love it. But alertly. <laughs> That's pretty good. I would seriously have like a, a show narrated. Like he should do like like a planet Earth or something. I would watch the show. He sounds like yeah. Michael Douglas plugging his nose. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And uh, of course. I use pheromone to stimulate the olfactoring nerves. <laughs> Greed is good. <laughs> Listen, Shia, get out of here. You're ruining the sequel. Sorry. This is the whole rest of the movie. He really ruined that sequel. <laughs> Could you imagine a movie with just Michael Douglas talking to him? <laughs> Ugh. For 10,000 uh, years. For ten- <laughs> All right. So this uh, this triggers every day at 6 a.m. We got to touch on this, too. This is the, the starting point yeah. for every day. Don't worry. We won't get too far into it here. You Put your it. hand in mine. <laughs> we can't climb. Uh, babe. Babe, I got you, babe. <laughs> Sammy Davis Jr. <laughs> you know I'm not Sammy over here. I'm Frank over here. You're Sammy. I got you, babe. Is that Sammy? I don't yeah, know. I don't know, kid. It's kind of like cool jazz, man. I'm still trying to do a uh, Michael Douglas. <laughs> yeah, you are. That was <laughs> Peter Griffin. That was, that was definitely Peter Griffin. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of like cool jazz, man. <laughs> I'm so sorry, but I love jazz. Ah, <laughs> uh, come on, Lois. Ah, uh, are you bleeding? Yeah, you're bleeding. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, we could do all of them if we want. <laughs> Where's my money, Brian? Where's the money? You got money for fake mustaches, Brian. <laughs> oh, you need to stop that, Stewie. <laughs> He's adorable. No, 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 no. Oh, Can boy, I do this anymore? is... <laughs> All right. Oh my god, my cheeks hurt. I think that's all the Family Guy impressions I could do. Yeah. I don't know, Dad. (laughs) (laughs) My throat got caught on itself. Wait, which show was that? (laughs) Was that supposed to be Chris? Yeah. (laughs) I got some popsicles down in the basement. There you go. That's good. That's a good Herbert. That's a really good Herbert. Thank you for scrubbing mine from the memory. I'll just isolate that. (laughs) I swear to God, I sucked in and my throat got caught on itself. Hey, Dad, I'm Chris. (laughs) That's when you got to say his name. That's when you know the impression's good. (laughs) Hey, Dad, I'm Chris. (laughs) I know, you're my son. Ah, you sound like you got a cold. (laughs) 
I might have to take these headphones off. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> it's too much laughing. All right, guys, fucking calm down here. All we right. got shit to cover here. Sorry. 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 Right. I'm well, probably laughing way no too loud. There wasn't one today. Oh, so what if there was no line. tomorrow? Uh, what would you guys do? How In, in this situation, how would you handle oh, yourselves? Oh, I'd hunt down Trump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're pretty close, I guess. Yeah. Uh, if I had no time, I mean, to D.C., it's what, nine hours? Somewhere yeah, there? I just stopped talking about this on recording. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. If I, you, have, you, you have no tomorrow. You can take a flight. One way, man. You just do it. Yeah, that's true. You're yeah, I gotta find where he is too. You leave early though. I mean, yeah. the blizzard doesn't come into town until later on. You just skip the newscast, head straight. Oh, is this? Are we? So is this? Are we oh, actually in Punxsutawney? In, no, yeah, in this particular oh. situation. Where you're 1993 uh, Punxsutawney, oh, Pennsylvania. I, no Wi-Fi. <laughs> no fucking. I don't know. What would credit, I do? Jesus. Credit cards. I don't know. No. I'd be the only black guy in that movie. <laughs> That was the bartender. That's oh, yeah, that's the only. Yeah. And he, he, doesn't his have, he doesn't say a single Not, word. Yeah, he just sort of scoffs just, and, he and he turns his so head. And he looks so unhappy yeah. with his life. Wouldn't you be, I suppose? Yeah. Well, and then and he watches Chris Elliott take that money back after he puts the yeah. tip down. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Yeah. I don't know what the hell I'd do. Probably just try to bang Andy McDowell. <laughs> well, here's, a, here's an example, uh, I think. What would you do if you were stuck in one place? And every day was exactly the same. I will say I hate the music mattered. in this movie. Oh, really? Okay. I really don't. Like so the it's not no, all country. I, the weatherman, uh, the main theme to the movie, weatherman, was uh, yeah. written by Harold Ramis and that guy George yeah. Fenton. Yes, George. Yeah, Fenton. yeah there Good it is. Job. The weatherman with Nicolas Cage. No, no the, 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 the song. theme song for this movie. Oh. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, all right. I mean, it's very hokey. It's a stupid song. Well, but it's it like written. I get what they're trying to do. I'm just like, I would never listen to this music. <laughs> Whenever I hear that twang part, that it reminds me of the scene in Goldeneye where that horrible singer is singing Stand By Your Man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's Mini, Mini Driver. Uh, it is Mini Driver, yeah. right? Stand by your man. <laughs> Elena, take a hike. <laughs> yep. <laughs> all right, so... Uh, we touched on what you would do during that day. Uh, do either of you have a perfect day you would prefer to live over and over again? Anything comes to mind as a perfect day? Like a day that's happened to yeah, us? Yeah, one before? day that you've already you've already experienced that you could... Perfect day. I am. Um, I can't. I don't have one. I had a day where... Hasn't happened yet. No. Yeah. It's today. Yeah, I would love go. to relive doing the... Like, taking four hours just to do this. Not podcast. getting here. Yeah. Just tell me you can't do it because, you know, it's going to take me seven hours to get this fucking thing working. I hiked the Sleeping Bear Dunes with my daughter uh, last year. Okay. And uh, the day... It was like... It was a full day. Like, we, I went... To, drove up to Petoskey, picked her up, drove down the dunes, walked the whole day. She never complained. She never got pissed. Like, she had a fun time. We ate grapes under a tree halfway up one of the dunes. Nice. And this other family came up and they're like, hey, can we share the shade? And we're like, yeah. And she made friends with that kid. It was like a, <laughs> like a picturesque, per- you have a kid. You know how oh, hard yeah. it is to have uh, a, a day yeah, out no. with no, nothing going wrong. Yeah. And like everything, that was like a perfect day. It was fucking fantastic. Awesome, man. That's great. That's that like, uh, I do have a day. Uh, so Jackie, my girlfriend, she came to visit me in New York when I was living there. She came on like a, I think it was, was it before you were dating? Um, yeah. Yep. We were, was da- it when you were dating? Well, we were girl? just dating. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, I wasn't. I'm I was, just messing with you. I actually, this is a true story. I would tell, like, I had women hit on me when I was in New York, but I wasn't to get, like, technically together with Jackie. And I would tell them, I have a girlfriend uh, back in Michigan. Where nice. I'm from. I would, I didn't want to see anything. And they were else. like, well, that's Michigan. This is New York, honey. I had a girl say that. And I'm like, you're a fucking crazy person. She's <laughs> like, no, Please I just like the cock. <laughs> Here's the deal. Put it in my pussy, okay? 
They're very crass over there. Yeah. It's crazy. That like fucking a... accent is so unattractive. It is. Oh, you should hear Look it. here. You need to come over here and fuck this butthole, okay? <laughs> Jesus. Is that another Family Guy <laughs> character? You jumped a couple steps there, didn't you? Yeah, that was Chris. It's not, a, it's not, even, a big, it's not even a big step. It's like a one-inch step. I don't know. <laughs> Off the rails. All right, welcome back to Off the Rails, everybody. <laughs> Speaking of rails, I got some coke in my bag. There it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'd love to relive a day that we hung out. Awesome. Aww, that's that's so sweet. Is there a rating system, rating on this? Well, there. I, I mean, we can get to that. I've mentioned, guys... I've mentioned buttholes and cocaine in one line. Oh, oh whether yeah, no, we're good. totally explicit. We're, <laughs> yeah. we're all right. Fuck we them. Fuck this. Fuck all of it. <laughs> I just say cunt. I don't. That's normally his line. I don't say cunt. Usually, I say it eight times in one hour. Sure. He usually, um, starts off the podcast by saying, "Hey guys, I'm gay and a cunt." All right. <laughs> I'm like a cop. I have a quota. By the end of the month, I have to say "cunt" seventeen times. It has to be recorded. <laughs> yeah. All right. Back to this. I, it's just an example of Phil's perfect day. It's kind of a, you know, whatever. I was in the Virgin Islands once. I met a girl. We ate lobster, drank pina coladas. At sunset, lobster is overrated. Give me some crab legs, though. I like crab legs. Lobster just seems like a vessel for butter. Yes! (laughs) Just drink it. (laughs) (laughs) So right about uh, this point in the movie, that's where terrible shit starts happening. He starts realizing he's stuck in a thing and he gets all uh, depressed. He gets all depressed about everything. First, he, he tries some things out to check to see... Uh, what his parameters are, whether or not he's going to reset during the day. Um, how long do you think it would take for you guys to start doing terrible things once you've decided, uh, not terrible, just start doing whatever you want. Start doing things where you don't care about the consequences. I think the problem with that whole scenario is like, no matter what happens when you go to sleep, it's all reset. Right. So like robbing a bank wouldn't make any sense. No. Like I think of most people's ideas like, oh, let's rob a bank. Well, I think he's just doing it money to tomorrow. do it. Yeah, it's, yeah, just for the fun. Just for it's like a rush. video game every yeah. day and it resets the level every yeah, morning. I've, I think I've banged I, hookers in Grand Theft Auto 3. I've yeah. also shot, you know, pregnant women. Would it's you crazy. kill somebody? In real life? Yeah, uh, if, if you, if you that, knew you could reset. There's no repercussions. I don't know. I would try and like, I I don't know. I'd see. You'd kill Ned Ryerson. I would. I'd kill Ned. Yeah. He's, he's so not nice, missed. though. No, he's <laughs> not. I get that he's annoying, but he's nice. Mm. Like, he's like, not mean. I'd be like, Ned, you know what? Let's drop those insurance papers. And then I'd bring him back to my hotel room and kill him. <laughs> yeah. In multiple the, different ways. Multiple I don't know. I don't think I could kill him. Just because for me, yes, he's annoying. But like, he's a very well-intentioned guy. Like, he's just, he, he sees Philly. So he's who, seen him a long who, time. Would, who would you kill? In the movie or in real life? In the movie. Punks to Tony Phil. Yeah, well, he tries <laughs> he that. He does that too. He tries that. He thought that would stop the loop. He gets so fucking nuts yep. that he th- whatever. That's what you would do, though. You would you'd first. I would try to figure out who's doing this to me. I would think it was someone else's fault. Mm-hmm. Then after a few years of trying to do some fucking weird ass detective work every day, you'd just be like, "All right, we're gonna try something new. I'm gonna kill this guy. If that didn't work, I'm gonna kill that guy. If that didn't work." Or whatever, you know, you just start going through the town and try to figure, just burn the fucking place down. And then if you reset every morning, well, that wasn't it. So try something else. That's It would literally take me months, probably not years, before I started trying to kill people to get out. Yeah. Like, well, I, I, I'm a little hmm. wor- I'm a little scared at my reaction to this. <laughs> I'm a little scared of your reaction. I, <laughs> I would do so many horrible things just because, like, I, I mean, I would, there would be, no one would know I did it. How long do you think it would take for that, though? Because you've got to feel like, even after like a month in, you'd be like, 
It's going to happen tomorrow. Tomorrow's I'm going to I'm going to wake up and it's going to be a thing. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'd no. be afraid like what if what if you killed someone and then that was what set it back into motion. But after like, well, now I shit, have I to re- have the re- you know But after a while you would want it. You would welcome would the jail sentence. Yes. Like you'd be like it's something else. After like yes. 5 years of doing the same day, oh, I'd be like I'm going to kill this guy that. just hoping that it will but put then, me into something else. But then my else. thought would be like well if I kill myself and I'm still alive, well yeah. then would you, you think you I would, think after I killed myself, I'd try and kill someone else. You think you'd kill yourself first to try to get oh, out of it? I yeah, would. I would. I, would. I, think, I, think the, I think, I don't think I would. I love myself too much. I think <laughs> I yeah, I'm too self-preserving. I, I would, I would never, I'd be like, well, we're going to try all of the other things first. And I, then love, I would eventually. I mean, don't probably. you have to have a, technically you have to have like a chemical imbalance to even try to kill yourself anyway, right? Like you have to have some sort of mental. I'm pretty to, sure this is a nurture situation yes. and it would fluctuate your chemicals yeah, it's just like a PTSD, wee bit. Right. So imagine. Nature versus nurture, lad. Nature. Always wins. You would be an entirely different person after. Really? I mean, if you after a hundred years, you're. you're yeah. Is there weird ass sirens happening outside? I thought Does anybody it was else. It's an air raid siren. It's I think first, it's our first Saturday, first Saturday of the month. month. God damn it! So I don't, you guys, I don't get picked up on here until okay. Just now. Well, maybe if you guys hear a weird ass siren, we're we're fine. It's just coming from the town. It's, it's from Hastings, Trump. Michigan. Everybody. This would be the time to air raid us, though, because we'd be like, eh, it's just a drill. I've always thought that. Like, why don't they bomb us on the first Saturday of the month yeah. at one o'clock? Yeah. Like, if anybody's going to do it, do it then. <laughs> Imagine if this was our Groundhog Day. And every I was just going to say that. Yeah. If, it was today, if this today was our, oh my God, I have to start every day fucking sitting at the McDonald's for 20 minutes? <laughs> Jeez, that'd be awful. I'd, I'd wake up with the end credits of Groundhog Day playing. <laughs> oh my God. Don't, you just ruined my whole day. <laughs> I but but you, you wouldn't You'll have never to do make it. it to Detroit. Yeah, you wouldn't have to do I, the I same would, shit. I'd get to see David Blaine every night. For the <laughs> God, you'd be so bored with those tricks. <laughs> Fuck this guy. I'd be like, here comes the frog one. <laughs> it's behind his ear. Every you just time. start killing David Blaine. It's yeah. <laughs> the greatest oh, of all time. Boy. Damn, this is a great idea. <laughs> Get stuck in a loop. Just because you're in today's loop doesn't mean you have to wait at McDonald's for 20 minutes. You could go in and fucking steal your food and then leave. Like, yeah, there's no fuck? storm keeping you anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. There is construction. That's fuck true. It. Fly over. You'll it's be Michigan's right. blizzard for the summer. Yeah. It's construction. Um, That's funny. So eventually he does do some terrible <laughs> yeah, shit. Uh, they hide it behind the guise of it being a PG-13 movie, but he basically rapes uh, Nancy Taylor in a weird... Like, he talks her into it first, but the Nancy's idea that, down for it. Yeah. As, Wait, as a he, woman, she is, is down. It's when he... Uh, fi- well, here, hold on. Let's. Uh, this is how he gets her yeah, to yeah, agree to it. He tricks her into agreeing to it, which is kind of... No, she rough. is a whore. <laughs> hey, did you see the groundhog this morning? Uh-huh. I never miss it. Oh, I, What's your name? Yeah. He finds the only piece of ass in the diner and just goes <laughs> after her. No, the town, I believe. She's the only attractive yeah. person what in the town. What high school did you go to? What? Oh yeah, he high school. Yeah, he he yeah. He learns about her. And so. He catfishes. He harvests all of her information and then uses it against her later. He doesn't catfish her because she knows who he is. Yeah, the whole time. well, kind of. Yeah. She thinks she knows who he is. But that would be that's a little fucked up. If, right. It's not rape. It's, it's not rape. No, because it's not. there's no, no. She's fucking him. She's still deciding to fuck him after he a has all this information which she's not even really convinced of so she's sure. like sure i'll go along with this and then secondly he calls her the wrong name Rita. twice yeah. and yeah, she's yeah. like fuck it 
Yeah. Because right. he said he loves well, me. Well, do you think it has something to do with the fact that he's a like a mid-market weatherman? Like he has a bit of celebrity? Like he's, oh, probably. But like, that's just manipulation. That's sure. Not, and, but she also consents to but it. She is down for it, yeah. I just don't yeah, see definitely, it. Definitely not rape. I'm pretty no. sure that they had sex a lot. It's rapey. I'm saying it's rapey. It's maybe I don't not think there. it's, it's not rapey. Rape, it's the exact same thing as courting somebody, except he's doing it the same day over and over again. Like how many people lie about I mean, think about when you go on your first date, you ask somebody a bunch of questions about themselves, you learn more about them, and once they get comfortable with you, then you make the move. This is what he did, except he expedited the process. Except yeah. he did all the research ahead of time and knew. Yeah, it's just it's called. That's just yeah. being prepared for the test. Well, I mean, I people know, do man. that with Facebook, Twitter, right. Instagram. They look into you first before. Yeah, we're, yeah. We're, we're we're three against one on this. I one. Am, yeah, well, yeah, I'm so. Oh no, no, I'm not saying this was rape. I'm saying he likely raped her. At what? Oh, I mean, yeah. this was maybe for his sure. first try. But why do this every day? No. Like, are you yeah. saying at one point he was just like, "Fuck it." Just yeah, like just take her. her out of the damn diner, take her in the. But you can't show that in the movie. I mean, that's no. It had to be PG thirteen. Oh, right. God, Why tr- a whole new level? Back at I this know, point, I feel like murder would be more curiosity's sake, and rape is just like a primal. It's so I feel like rape angry. is very deliberate. Yeah. Like it's, well, I the, feel like the two of you are lying about how nice you are. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, because I would, I would rape people, and I'm a girl. <laughs> You no, would rape somebody? I wouldn't rape. I wouldn't rape. After a thousand years with no years. repercussions at all, I have more confidence in my game. Yeah, I've, I've, I've <laughs> never had a problem having well, sex. Clearly, now. he didn't because he used all of that information against her is the thing. Like, but it's a lot of work. That's what I'm saying. That's you know I I've always felt like the fun part is the work. Like that's I think so that's too. the fun part. For 10,000 years? Also, it would get so fucking boring. You know, I'll jerk off instead of rape. Yeah. I don't need to <laughs> rape mean, a woman. No, I don't need to rape anybody. You're not even raping a woman. I would here's okay. what I would do in Groundhog. I would blow it right on the mirror and be like that if that's there tomorrow, it's done. <laughs> I wake up. I got you, babe. No, nope, it's gone. It's gone. I don't no, have to clean up. No cleanup. Yeah. You're welcome, innkeeper. Yeah. yeah. Sorry to my mother-in-law that's listening. Probably. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, to it's all right. Really? We've, I think this is not the worst. Thing no, we've God, said. no, no. You can say cunt, just not come. I don't. We we figured out that it's okay for me to say uh, to call a woman a chink at a comedy show, but not for a white guy to do it. We did it this oh, today. Funny as last week. No, because oh. uh, a guy came on stage and said, um, "Sorry if I'm getting off topic." Yeah, no, it's great. It. A guy came on stage, uh, just I like I did on name. that mirror. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey. Hey. All right, guys, thanks so much for coming in. <laughs> a guy, a guy came on stage and he said, "He said, hi, I'm blah blah blah. I won't say his name. He said, I'm blah blah blah, and uh, I'm the uh, the other guy who was on stage was the first cat was uh, is my Aryan doppelganger because the other yeah. guy before him was like a blonde haired blue eyed guy." And um, and he says, but I'm not into that whitey shit. And then he looks in the front row, and there's like an Asian chick sitting there, and he's just like, so uh, where are you from? Are you Chinese, Japanese, Korean? And then she like he goes on with his set. So then I go on stage, and I was like, um, I said, uh, you know what white privilege is? And the crowd was like, what? And I was like, it's coming on stage saying I'm not into whitey shit. Looking around the room, finding the first Asian, and going, hey, what kind of chink are you? And then like she starts laughing, and I called her chink again, like later in my set as a callback. And then two comics later, a kid comes up, and he's just like, um. This is a white guy. A white guy comes on stage and he's just like, um, he's like, oh man, I don't know why you guys are all giving the the Asian girls so much crap for being able to drive because Brian B made a a driving joke about her. And he says, I don't know why you're giving so much crap about this Asian girl not being able to drive. It's just because she can't see very well. And then the crowd starts booing. And then Jay, uh, the guy who says it was like, um, he's like, oh, it's okay for the other guy to call her a cheek. And then one guy's like, yeah, he's black. It's funny. Nice. <laughs> I was like, oh, now we know. Hey, yeah, you found black privilege. Look at that. Black <laughs> privilege. Black privilege is Don't big. Don't tell anyone. Yeah. Keep that in your pocket. Yeah, you'll, you can use that later. Um, So that one happened. Uh, he also does the same fucking thing to Rita, but in a weird way. 
The only thing I care about in this clip, just listen to the fucking background no, like the music. Yeah, okay? feel free to talk over the beginning, but once maybe I should go first. And then this is very much. Uh, yeah, this is a little more because this is he's, she says no like nine times. I do remember this. I've got mm-hmm. some French poetry here, Baudelaire. C'est fantastique. That'll do it. I will read to you. Uh, I got some ice cream over on the windowsill. Oh, hold on a minute. He's just so desperate. Yeah, yeah. This it's scene so is sad. Crazy. Really yeah. shows. Yeah. Rocky Road. Oh, I love Rocky Road. Yeah, I thought so. I'm good. You have to stay. Oh, no, really, Phil. I'm tired. We can see each other tomorrow. No. Tonight. No. Oh. It's gotta be tonight. Baby, it's cold no. outside. Yes! <laughs> yeah. <That is> so <laughs> true. Well, just stay for a while, and then if you like it, stay for a while longer. I really okay. should go, but I've got to get ready. Let's not spoil it, okay? Let's <laughs> not spoil uh. it. I don't want to spoil it either. You know I can't I can't stay with you. Why not? I love you. Uh, I know listen, I listen. That. I love you. Listen to the music. You don't even know me. Oh, I, I know you. I know you. It's turning. Yeah. It turns into a fucking horror movie all of a sudden. Yeah. That real, that but fucking, he, the but violin bleat. The, but it's a nice callback to when he said to Nancy that he loved her. Sure. Because that was like goofy, funny, we're on his side. Now we're switching to her side, and this is the rapey thing. Yeah. This is like the thing where it's like, this could get really out of hand. Right, yeah. And I don't think, he, I don't think it's in his head to do that. I don't think he realizes what's... And there's also no repercussions, right. but he also still really does like her. You know, he's just constantly closing the deal. Like that's, I think at what point, uh, when you're stuck in this loop, at what point do you stop caring about humanity? That's where I'm exactly. saying. I like, think I feel after... Like he's got like a Dr. Manhattan thing where he's just so disconnected with people at this point. Because he's just... They're all just... They don't seem like real people to him anymore. Right. But they're the you... hooker that you bang in Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. They're the, the guy... The pregnant woman you shot... They're, I mean, they they don't matter. They're all just. I th- I, that's he what mentioned. I said yeah, earlier. he mentioned it earlier. That's oh, not call me. Back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if he's he's harkering back. Uh, yeah. That was fucking Har- Harper? dumb. Harper, 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 harkening. Listen, don't Harper on it. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just kill me now. <laughs> just throw a fucking. After ten thousand years, I the, might. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I I think the nice thing about this is that. Uh, because it is so long, there's no aging process. Like there, it's the ability to continually go through this, and I think you can have different ways of looking at things. I think from day to day, I don't know. I just feel like it'd be interesting. Yeah, you could look at it a positive. Like you can eat whatever you want. You never gain weight. You yep, don't age. Which he does. You, could, you have mm-hmm. all this time to learn all this stuff, so you could think of it that way. But and then it would twist to negative, but then maybe because of all that negative, it can come into positive again. And I, I mean, that's obviously oh. the end of the movie. Sure. Or so. you can come into a mirror and make sure yeah. it's not there the next show. <laughs> uh, it's a goddamn vampire cum. <laughs> can't see it in the mirror. Right. Oh, vampire man. cum. Hey, uh, just a, a little offside. I wanted to make sure I mentioned this. Do you know when, uh, in the diner when the waiter drops that tray full of dishes? Put and, it anywhere. Yeah, the put yeah. it anywhere guy. Was that a thing before this movie? Yes. Like, that was a thing before 1993, right? Saying, like, put it anywhere? Yeah, like, oh, just put that anywhere when someone yeah. would drop a dish. I've worked in I worked in restaurants for like 10 years, and that's been a thing. But from old servers to young people, like, it's just a okay. thing that everybody says. I always love saying <clears throat> paycheck because they cut, they take that money from the person's It's paycheck. either that or a job opening. Right, yeah. yeah. But I just, I hear people say, put that anywhere all the time. And the first reference to it I ever, I ever heard was, was from this movie. Yeah, except for that's when your group orgies. People say. Put that anywhere. Yeah, there you go. 
you go. Yeah. Aren't there usually rules in group orgies? <laughs> not the kind that safe I'm allowed. Not the kind that I'm allowed at. Anything my, but my butthole. My my safe words are put that anywhere. <laughs> the worst safe word ever. Put that anywhere. Put that anywhere. <laughs> like the groundhog, Phil. All right, no, it's Phil. <laughs> Shit, we're... Phil, Phil Connor. I want to see him and Phil? Winona ride. Oh Jesus! I just. <laughs> Phil? Phil? I want to see... <laughs> God damn it. I'm trying to drink water and I'm all choked. <laughs> all right, I'm done. I moved on. What do you want to see? I want to see him and, so, and Winona Ryder mashed up between this and Stranger Things, so it's just... Phil? My boy! Phil Connors and Will? <laughs> Will Byers? And then... Somebody uh, needs to bring me back my boy! And then Carl from The Walking Dead. Just Carl. 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 I that, love that meme where it's just him telling bad jokes yes. to Carl. <laughs> the cell block meme. Yeah, all right. I don't know what drug dealers I got these shoes from, but I've been tripping on them all day. Oh, what? Mm, no. Now I, I get it. That was a curl joke. <laughs> a curl joke. <laughs> Carl. Um, okay, and then, uh, so he goes through all that. He can't get Rita. Hard. Oh, sorry. Hey, <laughs> well... <laughs> I guess you don't have any problems with that. I mean, you're the same as you were every morning. Oh, so can we talk get about old? Since we're, we're, we're just getting off the rape topic. Sure. <laughs> Let's get right back in it. <laughs> I was, I'm watching. Do I'm, I need to give you permission for that to happen? There's, there's better two if I don't. things that always bother me about rape in movies, aside from it being rape. <laughs> so One, that. why is it that every criminal in a film is a rapist? Right. Like every criminal is a rapist. Yeah. Like if they break into someone's house, they rape somebody. If they fucking stole, they rape. They always rape. And then two, how do you just, I, any rapist out there, drop a comment below. <laughs> drop a comment below. <laughs> Register yourself first and then drop a comment below. How do you get erect that fast? Like I think so, they already are. Yeah, I think they're like, popping Viagra or some shit. No, I think it's, it's just like the excitement the of power. the crime. But like, yeah. for, I feel like a lot of the time it's like there's a guy, he, he breaks into a place and there's a woman there and he's like, oh, and she's like, oh, and then he grabs her and just immediately, immediately starts fucking her. Like, <laughs> How yeah. are you hard all of a sudden? Cr- yeah, clearly, you're not a criminal. Yeah, pushing, yeah, pushing through the doorway or knocking like, oh, out the yeah. window, breaking the window. That'll do it, man. I, I, I thought you were saying that his dick pushed him through the doorway. <laughs> and his dick broke the window. There you go. It could. Yeah, he used. He had no tools for entry. And then he finds out no dick. one else is there, and it's just. Aw, yeah, and then he comes on the mirror down. and then leaves. That's his calling card. Oh boy. A B H A always B B H hard. Is that Gary Glenn Ross? Glenn Gary Gun Ray. Okay. <laughs> uh, so eventually depression sets in after he can't close the deal with. Uh, I can't believe we're still talking about this movie. Rita, <laughs> hey man, we got I got things to do. I got I got. You're really another, gonna keep it as a top. I got another clip here. Right. Uh, that's the only thing doing it is this fucking soundboard. So we're, yeah. we're in it. Um, so depression sets in. He, he like he can't get the thing that he wants. Everything else he could handle. He can man like he can manipulate his environment to make it work. But now he can't get Rita. And he just gets real depressed. A thousand people freezing their butts off waiting to worship a rat. What a hype. Sound like they used to mean something in this town. They used to pull the hog out and they used to eat it. You're half a True story. All of you. They did. They used to eat them. You got a problem with what I'm saying, Larry? Untie your tongue and you come out here and talk, huh? Am I upsetting you, princess? <laughs> You know, you want a prediction about the weather. You're asking the wrong film. I'll give you a winter prediction. It's going to be cold. It's real dark here. It's, it's going to be gray. Loses his mind, basically. He just kind of. 
rest of your life. Sort of falls off the deep end there. That's when oh everything kind of comes crashing down on him, right? Mm. I feel like that would get there a lot faster for me. I'd be in this position probably after like a month or two. Oh, I'd yeah. be like, fuck it all. I'm done. This well, sucks. We, we don't know how long it was, do we? At mm, that point? No. He's done You all. never really you know how long montages. it's been. Yeah, you've had montages. He's done all the fun things he tried to do. Jeopardy yep, has happened. The, yeah. Actually, the Jeopardy no, thing happens later. shortly after this. Oh, okay. It's oh, when he's in the right. depressed, drunk phase and he just doesn't give a fuck about anything. Mm-hmm. Which, that's an awesome scene in the movie, too. But mm. that, yeah, right. Um, but then after a while... Uh, he comes to terms with all of it, learns to live like he, he has this epiphany that maybe this is deeper than what it is. And he has the whole I am God speech in the diner. So here's this. I'm a God. You're God. I'm a God. I'm not the God. I don't think. I don't think. <laughs> so this has the through. Damn it. I talk over. There she is. Uh, it has the through line with the waitress trying to keep things light during this because it's a pretty deep scene otherwise. And I love the fact that they did that to electrocuted and burned oh really and every morning i wake up without a scratch on me not a dent in the fender i am an immortal special today (laughs) (laughs) why are you telling me this like i just need fucking tips man i got a job to do i don't give a shit you're not a god you can take my word for it this is 12 years of catholic school not even the weirdest thing she's heard that i could come back if you're not ready again again from experience of restaurants for 10 years she would have fucking walked away the second he said that. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way she would have said, "You want to do the special?" No, I've I've had so many awkward conversations I've walked in on like during like working because people think that I don't know what it is about restaurants that people think that nobody else can, can hear, hear them, them. Yeah. in yeah. restaurants. And like I walk up and just someone's like, "Yeah, so anyway, these bumps just won't stop showing up on my dick," and I'm just like, "I'm gonna go to back." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not picking up your napkin. <laughs> But you would, you'd think that eventually, right? I mean, that there's why, you know, why? Oh, I would definitely, I think it'd be a weekend. I would be like, oh, I'm clearly a god. (laughs) (laughs) It would be real quick for me. I think that he, he finally starts realizing he's not when he can't save the homeless guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Old man in the alley. That's like the one thing he can't control in this whole entire thing. Mm -hmm. He tries. He wants to see the chart. He gives him mouth to mouth. He feeds him. And it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, the guy dies. <laughs> the soup bowl gets hard there at the bottom. Yeah. Oh, I know. And when I was young, I didn't fucking get what he was Why saying. he was saying that? Yeah. I'm like, it gets hard at the bottom. Are you saying like, like it's like hard, like in like consistency? Like, like the hard? soup itself yeah. is getting... Yeah. No. I'm like, what is he eating? Just hitting the bottom of the bowl. And, now, and then I got old and tried to eat soup from the bottom. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I freaking get that Groundhog Day quote now. You just got to pick up the bowl and drink it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know if that's a metaphor for anything, but... <laughs> Just pick up the bowl that's and drink. But I think that that's like the turning point for him. Yeah. I think that that's like the part in the film when the old guy, he can't save him. And then you finally see like that sensitive, like, oh, I could probably like this guy, maybe, you know, thing. It shows him that there are things that are finite in the world. Even the world he can control, there are things that he can't. Like, it's stuff that's going to be outside of his scope. Uh, and I think that hits home for him, too. It, it sort of gives him the connection. When Rita's talking about her perfect guy that she wants... It's somebody who like loves his family and loves his his mom, and I think that's this piece of it's basically this entire movie is Phil Connors sort of molding himself into that list. the guy that Rita wants yeah, in her life, absolutely. and so I think he's using that as a rough outline of mm-hmm. like who because he becomes a musician and all that stuff based I assume based on her speech about her perfect guy. So although you should, um, if you're going to better yourself, you want to better yourself for yourself. Right. And I think that's else. why this movie's yeah. flawed. I really do think that this is all under the, it's all part of the guise of getting to Andy McDowell. See, I, I don't 
feel that way, though. And it's he, the one thing he can't get in this town, and that's his whole driving force for 10,000 mm, years. I feel like when he stops caring about it, that's when he gets her. I don't know. That's true. I don't know. Like, like he, he still knows all those things, but he doesn't use them to, you know. He uses everything. Yeah, all that's that your final assumption. day. That final I think day. This talks. This is a delve into your little dark psyche there, <laughs> Mister. I think. Well, it, it needs to be. There needs to be a villain. There needs to be someone else I can blame, and there always has to be an angle on everything. I think that's. <laughs> well, I do think. I do think you're right. On the day that he finally gets her, he does use everything all that tools. he's learned. Oh. Yeah. yeah. And she just happens to be there. He doesn't make sure she's there. You he know, knows party, she'll be there. She, he, you know, he does. Yeah, the, he knows where she's going to be all the time. But he doesn't know that the little old cub. Oh, it's the nice boy from the I motor believe, club. I believe like, he, he doesn't does. Know, he doesn't know Buster's going to come then after choking on the steak. <laughs> he doesn't know for sure all that. So stuff. this think, is ten thousand years. You don't think he knows everything's going to happen uh, to well, every so person? True, what matters is, do you think that's the that's the first day all of that stuff happened? I mean, I guess the movie kind of like makes you think that yeah but i guess if we're talking about ten thousand years then noah you're probably right he probably, he probably knows everything that think, everybody's yeah. gonna do yeah i think one day he didn't save buster and buster died so they don't come at the end and he doesn't run the auction so he doesn't get sold to andy mcdowell so he's like fuck i have to save buster every day and then he saves buster uh, and then he doesn't go to that fucking piano lady's house the final day which doesn't make any fucking sense he already knew how to play the piano i don't know why he went there the final day <laughs> But anyhow, he goes and gives her $1,000. She shows up at the thing. She's part of the bidding process on him, helps bid up the thing so Annie yeah. McDowell can pay. So without her, the thing doesn't happen the same way. So he's like, fuck, I've got to do that every single day. And the only thing that doesn't really fall into this is catching that kid, right? Because he doesn't get thanked by the kid. Nobody knows he saved the kid. Unless you think about this as if he didn't save the kid, what would have happened? The town would have been all sad and angry. They probably wouldn't have had the festival thing. Whatever. So I think even the shit that he did just for that was self or that was selfless uh, and entirely altruistic was just under the guise of closing the deal with Andy McDowell. Like it all falls in line from the out. Like if you look at this movie from far enough away. I God, I feel so differently about this movie. Now. <laughs> it's the worst. <laughs> well, it's a good thing. This is the first time we've talked about it. I know. Right. Yeah. Oh, so uh, it just went from a happy ending <laughs> to like a total jerk ending. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's the way I feel about this. So how. I, but I mean, so what do you think happened after the credits rolled? That she realized she can't live in Punxsutawney because she's a brand new producer in a TV station in Pittsburgh. Yeah. And this is all just real fun for the day, but nothing has changed in her life. Yeah, for her, nothing. For her, it's just, she's yeah. the same person. For sure. So he's going to be super sad when she says, uh, no, that's a real bad idea. I'm going to go live in my condo in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. and we're just going to have to call this good. Yeah, there's no happy ending to this movie. For him, I think his life is totally fucked. Yeah, there's no way. He couldn't go back. He wouldn't remember anything. It's been 10,000 years since you saw your neighbor. It's, it's only 10. No. In... In the well, movie, it's far, ten. They don't even they no. Don't they never refer to sure. a number in the Harold movie. Harold Ramis says it's ten. Okay. Uh, listen to the commentary. Go back. And Does listen he to say the, it in the commentary? They refer to it several times as and like they describe the the passing of time and how it was un. Uh, you couldn't record it. Like he had no way of showing his own passing of yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. So in the diner scene, when he's reading all those books, they say the screen written the screenplay was written as he would read a page of a book every day from the library in the inn. And okay. and then he would that would show him how long the passing of time has. has Harold gone. Ramis said that Phil was trapped in Groundhog Day for ten years, even though the original plan was to have him trapped for ten thousand. Oh, yeah. boom! I don't think that's Google. true. I think that's what he uh, told people. It was on people. the internet. It's true. I think that's what he told people because people wouldn't. The scope of things. Yeah, like yeah. The, that was something that the he told the um, 
producers and like the the money behind it that this is what it is because otherwise they wouldn't have been behind it. I think the but, idea. So you of think the movie, his true intention is ten thousand years? I think so. I think it has to be the to book change. Part? Yeah, the book part. Well, it does. Say, yeah, it does. It does say that he said the original intention was supposed to be ten thousand years, but right. he said it for the movie that he said that it was uh, only ten years. I don't know. I, don't I mean, know. I guess that changes what would I mean? Because but there's still shit from ten years ago. I don't know. I wouldn't remember my fucking pin number for my ATM card <laughs> for ten years ago if I wasn't thinking about it actively yeah. every yeah. single day. But it's or, also a very different time that we have now than we did then. Right. Yeah, that's true. I yeah. wouldn't know anybody's fucking phone numbers. I wouldn't. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you'd lose all of it. It I've would get pushed got, out of your brain. I've still got some phone numbers committed to memory from when I was from ten. They years They were ago. like iconic. You know. But okay. So imagine that now thinking about it as ten thousand years, they're gone. Everything's gone unless you actively thought about it every single. His, yeah, you never his know. His family would be gone. I don't think he would remember his sister, Mary Pat, after 10,000 years. I think really? he would know that she exists, but I think you'd forget about all... Co- Do you remember shit that happened to you when you were like you five? For, you forget what she looked but like. But you're an adult. I, but your brain also... Because we just expl- explained that like if he woke up at 6 a.m., but not really woke up, like he stayed awake <clears> the entire time, but he restarts the day all he's doing is literally restarting the day but having these same memories and everything right like that. yeah he's but adding he can to remember it, he can remember the course of how th- this whole plan is supposed to work by the end of ten thousand years so he has to do this and do that do this and do that but he's doing it, it does every day. become yeah ritual. he's doing it every day yeah you're not gonna remember i mean the brain automatically misremembers things after like five years mm. i mean um he- i was subpoenaed for a fight i saw in an elevator six weeks after it happened and i couldn't freaking tell them for sure that a guy punched a guy but he's that also not weeks. He's also not aging. No. There's no change in anything. He is the exact same that he is from one day to the other. The only thing that's happening is memories. So you think your your brain and your memory are just an empty, like an endless bucket of, like, you can just fill it as much as you want? I don't, for the 24 it, hours, sure. You don't think, but it's not for the yeah, 24 but he carries hours. Memory, he carries his memories over every day. Right. It's but not yeah. like his memory resets, so he's got to carry 10,000 years. Yeah, of, you're adding memories on memories also, on memories on memories. I just want to say, we are talking about a movie. <laughs> sure. Okay. That's why we're here. <laughs> I just want to say that. Put the gun down. All right. Willful <laughs> suspension of disbelief. But yeah. I mean, I think the idea that I I, I get what you're saying. You're so, saying that yeah. for 10,000 years trying to go. Back. It's like an inception. Like when you go, when they, they get stuck in the, you yeah. know, wherever they were yeah. for like for a long part of time. When Maul came back, she was mentally corrupted because yeah. she was gone for so long. Sure. Um, whereas Leonardo DiCaprio was completely unaffected for some reason. Um, but so, I mean, the idea of being stuck anywhere for 10,000 years could definitely do some damage to yeah. your to your brain or to your mentality, especially I, when you go back. Yeah, and I think it would it would be like a, a mental ill. It would cause you to You'd be, nuts. be broken. Yeah, yeah, it would break your brain. But I mean, you would feel like you're 10,000 years old mentally. Yes. Yeah. And then you'd go back. Or even 10 being, years. You've, you've lived 10 more years of your life. You're so much more... Of a Wise. person, yeah. yeah, like you, you've gained so well, that's much. What he needed, he needed. That's a good. Yeah, like he that's, becomes a better person. I would say it's good in Punxsutawney, but he goes back to home where everyone thinks he's a total ass bag, and it would be super yeah, depressing. Yeah, he'd have some. He would definitely have some bridges. He's got a lot of work to do. He's got a lot of support there in in <clears throat> Punxsutawney. No, he's got a clean slate there where everybody thinks he's a great guy because he's a local celebrity. Mm-hmm. But what? So what do you see happening? After? But I don't. I don't think people really thought he was that much of a dick. I thought that. Yeah, I think people think he was charming. Like, I don't know. Yeah. So what do you see happening after the credits roll? What happens? I with... think he would go back. I mean, he says that he's going to stay in Punxsutawney. He said we'll live. Yeah, we'll get to that, too. We we have a quick. Well, let's get. Let's, okay, yeah. sure. We'll get there. I think he's joking. I, you, I don't think. He, take, yeah, I don't think he's joking. No, you take he, it so seriously. I think he's just joking. All right. Well, he here's the. I don't. To get the fuck out of there. Here's I the final. Like... Here's the final speech. So right. This is where everybody surrounds him and loves him forever. The, all the rest of the newscasters come around. When Chekhov saw the long winter, 
He saw a winter bleak and dark and bereft of hope. Yet we know that winter is just another step in the cycle of life. But standing well, it's here, charming and everybody loves him and it's the greatest of all time and we don't care. And basking in the warmth yeah, of their don't. hearths. Yeah, so there we, we get it. Like he does a great speech and everybody loves him and says thanks, right? And uh, that all leads to him uh, having the finished uh, the, the date with Andy McDowell. They go out and they do their day like normal, and he does everything right because he's had ten years or ten thousand years to figure it out. <laughs> he's had a while. Yep, he's I, had a minute. I, I, I like time. ten years better for the movie. Sure, all right. Which is why they did it that way. Yes. They they it would break you as a person yes, if it was ten thousand. It's a happy years. ending if it's only been ten years. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I wonder um, what comes. What will break first, your mind or your body? <laughs> Was that Chris? Of course. <laughs> yes. No what happens tomorrow. So this happens. For the rest of my life. I love this cheese. I'm happy it's so now. gross. I love it. Because I love you. Bring out the cheese. I think I'm happy too. And she's not a whore. She's not like, oh, I love it too. Right, but it's right. been one fucking day for yeah, her. Yeah, 24 <laughs> hours, man. But she doesn't, to, to her credit, she doesn't say I love you back. She no. Says, I'm she happy realizes too. there's some distance to She's go, like a goddamn so. Disney princess. Yeah. It's, ma- that's it's magic. Wanted. It's magic. I'm with it you is. on yes. that. Oh, it's a magical kind it. of thing. No, here's we, the thing. First of all, uh, anybody who knows me knows that uh, I kind of think love is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Once but, again, we're talking about a movie. But, it's well, real I said in but, movies. I said yeah, but. Yeah. yeah. But I understand the idea that we're supposed to be like, okay, well, he's obviously swooned her. Maybe there's some feelings that she's always had and seeing him being yeah. this noble guy on this day has raised those feelings. But the idea that they're obviously on two completely different emotional levels. Yeah. Like Bill Murray has been in love with her for years yeah. in this movie. And she's been in like with him for a day. Which I feel like is going to cause problems if they were to have a relationship past the credits of this film. Where obviously he's going to talk. He's thinking of marriage probably. Yeah. So and she's like, we just started dating yesterday. today. Yeah. Like, <laughs> That's so true. Although it, in the beginning, like he, he's, she's like, do you need anything? And he's like, can you help me with my pelvic tilt? Yeah. And, and so he hits on her. You know, he's like, I had to sleep alone last night, you know, talking to her about yeah, that. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, he's probably been hitting on her. Locker since room talk. <laughs> <laughs> Not locker room talk if it's how you talk in every room. Hey. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I bet Phil did just is. walk up and grab her by the pussy a couple uh, of times. I, yeah, I imagine. <laughs> Because you reset every day, right? So you like you do something weird, you do something wrong, and it's clearly not going to work. Let's say he gets slapped in the face. He's like, "Fuck this day! It's not going to work out how I want it to." I've already been slapped in the face, so then he just that's goes why we gra- see that montage. Goes too. and grabs a toaster and says, "Fuck it!" Right, yeah. and then whatever, like we're done. Resets. So we reset the day every day. Uh, do you think the day carries on without him? This is no. sort of a weird thing that happens, no. right? No, I think it just resets. Because if we're saying, I mean, if we're assuming that it gets to like five fifty nine, he's still awake, mm-hmm. six a.m. And he feels the same. Well, sure. then if you clock it out at nine o'clock when you throw the toaster in the tub, then, I mean, it would just click Instantly right to right. six. Except, there's no sleep. There's no rest. Right. Except the time where he jumps off of the bell tower mm-hmm. and they go visit him at in the morgue. morgue. So he's dead, but they're still alive and oh, watching right. the day progress. Yeah, yeah. So that brings me to, I wonder so if is this is like a shut off. For yeah. Does he just. Yeah. Yeah, is there Blankness? nothing for uh, extended hours of the day, or does it reset for him, right but away. continue to go for them? Like, is this a weird alternate dimension? Like, is there like 10,000 well, alternate it's dimensions? 10,000 alternate dimensions. It has Jeez. to be. It has yeah. to be. If it carries so, on without him, right? So that's, heavy, Doc. That's the darker thing of this movie for yeah. me, other than the happy ending that we're presented with. Because that day goes on where Andy McDowell and Chris Elliott know the guy who jumped off the bell tower and have to live the rest of their lives wondering... Why that happened? I never yeah. thought about that. Or if he raped people, this yeah. just got horrible. Yeah, right. 
This oh is God. the crazy God, this part. is the movie I want to see. <laughs> so that's the that's sequel, the right? Yeah, that's the sequel. You <laughs> All find the different timelines. You follow Nancy Taylor for the rest of her life, and fi- yeah, but I don't want to see a sequel. I want to see Rick and Morty do an entire season of I running into it. the different Groundhog Day yeah. characters. I want to see the Community episode. Where, anybody watch Community? I no. like. I watched a few of them. Yeah. There's an episode where um, they talk about different timelines, and like every time they have seven different timelines in this one episode. And every time it happens, this main character, Joel McHale's character, flips a dice okay. pl- or rolls a dice because they're rolling a dice to see who goes and greets the pizza guy. <laughs> and every time he does it, Abed says to him, remember, Jeff, by doing this, you're creating six different timelines. <laughs> of course I am, Abed. And then they go to every different timeline. <laughs> that's <laughs> funny. Uh, yeah. So that's a weird part, too. It's got some other you aspects. You really thought about this Dude, shit. Dude, <laughs> I, yeah. I took a deep yeah. dive into this, man. You groundhog dayed yourself. Yeah, I did. This movie. I've been living this over and over again. But. Um, a it lot feels of people, like it doesn't, it yeah. just doesn't even feel like the first episode. I know it's ridiculous, but they, um, a lot of people see this movie in a deeper way because of like the religious based or like the purgatory aspects of it or, you know, like it, yeah, they're all stupid. It has nothing to do with that. <laughs> it has nothing to do with religion. I think that's why this movie has a staying Fuck power all that it those does. people. Yeah. That people, people anchor to it in a deeper way. I, I don't think this is just a charming, fun movie. I think this has aspects of religion and hope mm-hmm. and self-preservation and rebellions are built on hope that is so arrogant no it's true they <laughs> no, even had I, they, like harold ramus got like letters he did yeah. yeah for for a christian to see this movie and be like this is amazing this is mine this that is, is ridiculous yeah, it's also the is, most christian thing i you agree do. With that, that is assuming that is assuming that you you have mistakes and regrets in your life even though you believe that god is all-knowing and all yeah. control he did so it right the all first in time. his hands there's no fate it's all for god Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, you think, well, I mean, you know, I'd love to relive this. Sure. It's like, well, then he doesn't do everything for a fucking reason. Well, you're, you're allowed insane. to have you're allowed to have like regrets. I know that, but also just the idea. I don't know. I just hate no. I think it. like like Buddhism, like reliving your life to make that your best makes life. sense. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you've been but, put back here to do it again to make it better. And yeah. once you reach your full potential, then and that's actually you can where they came up with ten thousand years because in Buddhism. It's ten thousand years until you reach like your enlightenment, your best. right? And then you yes. pay twenty five dollars for the first tier, and then <laughs> yeah, yep. Buddha <laughs> also not fat. Sure, Buddha yeah. also the only. You gotta give me something, man. Too. <laughs> I, gotta real. I gotta have someone to look up to. Okay, uh, L. Ron Hubbard. So, <laughs> so this is how the movie resolves. Kind of this. This should be the last line of the film. This is what I. If it's gonna end this way, it should end like this. No, I love uh, yeah, this is a bit of that. yeah, this is a bit of a long. <laughs> it's a bit of a long clip, but we'll suffer through here. Just feel free to talk over it. This is uh, this is the most angelic uh, Annie McDowell gets for me in the film, but she's just, you know, she's not trying to be hokey or dumb or whatever. Yeah, now we're talking about rape. <laughs> Something is different. Good or bad? Anything different is good. But this could be real. She really sounds like she was sleeping. She's a good actress. Yeah. <laughs> you would freak the fuck out, right? You would just immediately jump Wait. out of bed and run around and be like, oh my God, it's tomorrow, finally. I would, yeah, I wouldn't be like, reacting the way he like, is. Like, no, Scrooge? He, but I think the whole idea is that <laughs> yeah. he is so uh, enlightened and so wise about everything that he's like just taking it easy and like going with the flow. And normally you'd just be like, this is fucking nuts. We did it. We win. If you were alone. Yeah. But he's also with the woman of his dreams. I don't know. Maybe he's just content because he finally got what he wanted. He's just really happy he didn't rape her yesterday. Yeah. They didn't do it. Yeah. Nope. No sexing. 
Here's the twinkle. Oh, fuck that twinkle. Yeah. This the sound of this movie is terrible. Oh, but like it's I so much it. more amplified when you're just it's Listening. awful. Yeah. It's so much worse. Well, and Harold Ramis says, "Oh, hang on. I don't want to ruin the line." Yeah, she doesn't want to step over her favorite line. You're here. I'm here. It's like a Disney princess ending here. Why would I'm not you this part. Last night Cause he's disgusting and so is she. I don't want to think about that doing it. What was the end of a very long day? Is there anything I can do for you today? Oh, that's a panty dropper right there. I'm sure I can think of something. Dishes. The music swells. This should be the end, right? They they pan to the window with the yeah. frost on it. That's the end of the movie. The then he goes roll. all fucking Peter Jackson on it. It goes fucking <laughs> stupid as fuck. Oh, no, here we go. <laughs> Beautiful. And they walk outside this in the is crisp actually, winter this air. This is real snow. Yeah, for the first time in a, a minute. Yeah. Yes. Harold Ramis is like, it was the perfect morning where like, we're shooting this scene right now. Let's live here. Fuck you. Let's live here. I think it's a joke. I think it's this whole fucking movie's a joke. <laughs> oh, that, that's the music that plays right after it. Yeah. It's totally a joke. I don't know. He's man. so Okay, joking. but listen. We'll rent to start. We'll rent to start is his final line. He's totally joking. He said, let's live here. I don't think he's joking. We'll rent to start. I yeah. think he's kidding. I think he's joking. in that fucking town. He's invested yeah, himself. I think he's choking. He's, I think the, he's basically the mayor of Punxsutawney at that point. Everybody loves him. Everybody can't wait to see him. So that's what he's always going for was adoration? No. I think that's what he fell into. I, I think, think he just likes the comfortability of being yes. there now. Yeah. Like, I think he just likes, like, he, he has, he has his girl. He has this community that he knows so well now at this point. But she's not going to stay with no, him. No, never. I don't. I completely agree. She's not going to stay there. It would make no sense. It'd be career suicide for her to stay right. there. Yeah. yeah. But I think he's genuinely honest about genuine about it. I think he really just yeah, he he loves love that place everybody. now. So for me, how sense, how tempted would he be that next day if he say he walks down the stairs and he just trips and falls and it's like, fuck, and like he breaks his femur. He's like, give me a toaster and goes back in and just tries to reset the day. Like after. Like he's just so used to it. Yeah, he's just like, fuck this. Memory. I don't want to live oh. with this rest of this day in pain. I'm just going to reset. I'll be right back. And then Well, he how dies. awful would it be to go back to not being able to fix everything? You right. That's yeah, what I mean. that would be yeah. pretty horrible. Like all of a sudden you're just back to being a normal human being after 10,000 yeah. or 10 and, years. And you need to consider, too, that that homeless guy doesn't wake back up. He's yeah. gone. Yeah, his final day was just death. Yeah. Like, his happy ending was just being allowed to stay dead. What if that guy gets a reset every day? <laughs> yeah. That's his last day. Yeah. Is he gets to reset Ugh. and just die every his day. painful death. Yeah. More yeah. like happy death day. Oh, hey! Boo. That's probably where that came from. The guy watched this movie and was like, I like the bums like, I wonder what that guy's story is. I'm going to make it a hot 18-year-old chick on college campus. Let's have her walk around topless. Ugh. You know, you want to talk about a movie where there's a clear villain? It's the main character of Happy Death Day. Okay. She is the worst piece of shit. Every time she dies, I'm like, good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, what's your, uh, just your final overview? What's like a, you guys do like an arbitrary rating system thing, don't you? Something yeah. like that. Yeah, we do, yeah, we do. What would you do if this was your first, uh, well, not fuck it, if not, just what's your rating? What do you, If you had to rate this film? I give this 10 broken alarm clocks. Hey, Garrett Elzinger. Out of 11 sunny and shares. <laughs> I would give this movie nine. Phil? <laughs> Phil Connors? Out of ten. <laughs> Phil? <laughs> so great. Mike Logan. Greatest of all time. I gotta watch this again. I, Mandy, like, I watched it, yeah. but I wanna watch it again. Rating. Just an arbitrary rating. What do you think? Oh man. Uh in the beginning when I before I had to watch it and research yeah. it. Uh probably like a eight uh groundhogs. Nice. Sorry, I'm lame. I yeah, can't think no of, I can't think of something good on the spot. Like Phil. <laughs> Phil? Um out of 
I guess, uh, discussing Andy McDowell's. <laughs> I can't believe you hate Andy McDowell <laughs> I think so, so much. Nobody, nobody hates Andy McDowell. <laughs> but now it's probably more like five groundhogs. Sure. What yeah, does yeah. she look like right now? I'm just curious. She's 60 years old right now. Oh, her teeth are still gross. Yeah. How, how are they gross? Um, I don't. Tiny, I don't agree. They. She has large gums. And she was an teeth. actress before everybody was plastic see, and see, had. Fire. See, I am with her teeth. I don't know what you're talking okay, about. Okay, those are veneers. She didn't look like that. And that's that's Magic Mike, Andy McDowell. We're I talking am, about Groundhog Day. I Andy am McDowell. disgusted by toe thumbs. Still think Megan Fox is attractive. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chris uh, Kirsten Dunst has gross teeth to me too. It's just her and yeah. I uh so I I would rate this uh, upon uh, first watch I would say this was like an 8 or 9 for me it was huge it was like a it was a fun movie I yeah. really enjoyed it now I maybe like a 3 yeah. three brain tumors oh boy <laughs> oh. well no spots no plots no tumors no lesions mm, no aneurysms at least none that I can see Mr. Connors of course if you want a cat scan or an MRI you're going to have to go into Pittsburgh I can't go into Pittsburgh. <laughs> that was Harold Ramis. Harold Ramis shows up in the movie. I just wanted to play that. That's the last He's the best. clip. That's the one I didn't play. Tell him right. about the Twinkie. I don't know. Oh, come on, Ghostbusters? I don't know what you're saying right now. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, know that's, I always think of Egon when I hear that. Yeah. I Do, Ray, Egon. Egon. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks so much. I guess we're at the end here. Thank you guys so much for coming out. For to, sure. Uh, cover this film with us in depth i really appreciate everybody yeah. coming around for this yeah we, we loved it we want to hear more of you guys what do you got going on well well we have a podcast called this better be good it's a movie review podcast where the two of us discuss a film before seeing it we see it and then we discuss it again after seeing it. Mm. perfect also right? you can catch us at wally's brew pub mm-hmm. on july 20th That's garrett right. will be headlining i'll be featuring for him I'll be hosting. This is Matt Harper. Matt Harper. Yeah. That's Friday, July 20th at the Waldorf Brew Pub in Hastings, Michigan. Get your guys uh, out there. Get some tickets. Ten bucks. Greatest show of all time. I am on uh, all the social media. Uh, Ice Cold Comedian. Ice Cold Comedian. All right. Yep. Garrett, where can we find you? That, wherever. All right. <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Garrett Elzinga. G-E-R-R-I-T. E-L-Z-I-N-G-A. Hey, there he is. I uh, am on those things as well uh matt harper jokes at matt harper jokes on twitter jokes hey jokes (laughs) Uh, i don't know damn mandy you don't really (laughs) social social media not 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 your forte huh if they want to reach out to if you guys want to reach out to mandy or any of us for any reason you can email the show we are another episode podcast at gmail.com for email uh we're also on twitter there at another ep pod it was too long to get the full name. So mm. it's another E-P-P-O-D on Twitter. <laughs> P-P. Depending on when this drops, I'm actually going up at Louis on the 17th. There you go. Louis, that's that open mic in, uh, with the, with the, Kalamazoo. the, Kalamazoo. With the, the heads everywhere, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, they got the bull's head on the stage. <laughs> yes, bison. they do. Yeah, yeah, it's a crazy, it's a bison or something. Did you I call don't. it a bull? A bull, a bison, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. I <laughs> throw my... Hey, uh, hey, uh, Chris, you sound like crap. I know. <laughs> you sound. I want to be a. I want to do voiceover, and that's a character you I do. Sound- I have to literally. I. I for the listeners at home, I have to pull my head back into my. Who cares? You know. <laughs> you know your impression would probably be a lot better if you didn't pull your head back. Just I know. Well, now I'm afraid to do the impression. Just that's a little just word the of advice. 
physically. Yeah. Physically. Or, hey, uh, hey, Lois, we got to tell you something. I sound retarded now. <laughs> it's true, Dad. <laughs> you sound like all in the family. You sound like- <laughs> So fun to do. You sound like Edith Bunker. I do. Oh, Archie. There we go. Well, you sound like you're in love with a racist. (laughs) All right, everybody. We got some popsicles down in the basement. Oh, God, I love popsicles. (laughs) So thanks for coming out, everyone. See you later, y'all.